Today's story concerns adult subject matter for mature listeners. If that's not your cup of tea, or there are youngsters listening, please skip this one and come back for another story another time. You're listening to the voice of Daw. This is Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler. And today's story is A Strong Dominant Hand by Dracov Grimm, a.k.a. Diretooth, who is an up-and-coming writer who has fairly recently posted his adult fiction and has been posting an ongoing web novel by the name of The Legend of Otherworld Traveler, hosted on tapas.io. Please enjoy A Strong Dominant Hand by Dracolf Grimm, a.k.a. Diretooth. Alexander was exhausted. It wasn't physical exhaustion, like when he had to work late into the night to deal with some minor crisis that needed his attention, or mental exhaustion, like when he had to sit through meetings to steer the company in better, more profitable directions. Alexander was the kind of exhausted that comes from a lack of meaningful stimulation. We're not entirely certain if you just want to sleep or do something a little out of the way. He pulled up to his house in his nice, somewhat pricey neighborhood, pulled his equally pricey car. He forgot what specifically it was, except it was considered a good car by one of the other executives at the firm he worked at, who was a diehard car enthusiast, into his garage, and he briefly regarded his expensive exercise equipment. He briefly wondered as he got out of his car and rolled his muscular shoulders, which were adorned by a nice tailored suit, if a nice workout was in the cards. Nah he muttered in his deep bass voice. Exercise didn't interest him right now, and besides, he'd already exercised this morning. His phone rang, and he answered. This is Alexander. Hey, Alex, he tried to place the voice to a name. Sheffield said you already left for home, but me and the others are celebrating, finishing the Ellisburg account with some drinks. Interested? The Ellisburg account, he tried to remember who was the lead on that. Right, it's... I'm sorry, Morris, but I'm not particularly in the mood to drink. I'll make it up to you, Alexander replied, keeping his voice soft and level to hide his irritation. He remembered the last time he'd gone drinking and was thankful nobody remembered that night. Come on, we're going to a strip club and you're still a bachelor. Confirmed bachelor was more accurate, not that he'd admit such to his colleagues, considering they were homophobic pieces of shit at the best of times. Not that he thought they'd be a threat to him, rather they might be afraid he'd do something to them like, gods forbid, flirting with them. Tempting though your offer is, I have had a long day and I'm content to sit in my house and enjoy myself in other ways. Oh, so you've got someone over, huh? Morris teased. Actually, that's not a bad idea. Alexander mused aloud. You have fun. He hung up and entered his house proper. No spouse, no kids, the whole place to himself, and the people who maintained it for him. Everyone who worked for him knew he was gay as the sun was bright, and some of the staff were gay as well, and a few were willing to mix business and pleasure. Huh. Should I invite James or Eugene over for fun, he mused. Pulled out his phone and called James. The gardener managed his own business, 
and had built up a friendly rapport with Alexander. A night of drinking had turned into a night of sex. He smiled at the memory of James, thinking he'd taken advantage of him and apologizing, followed by him explaining he had been fully cognizant and had enjoyed their night together. They'd had other nights of fun, agreeing that if one of them was in the mood and the other was also in the same mood, they could negotiate a meeting. Oh, Alex, did you need something? James's voice was clear over the phone. He had a slight lisp that he was self-conscious about, and was glad Alexander didn't bring attention to it. I was wondering if you were in the mood for a night of fun, Alexander stated. I made sure to stock up on your favorite drink. Tempting, but not tonight, James said. I, uh, have family over. Uh, but if you're willing to reschedule for, let's say, Thursday? Thursday, he could do that. Thursday, then, please enjoy your time with your family. He hung up, mildly disappointed. But Eugene was also an option. If not, well, he could entertain himself with some toys. Contrary to popular belief, the butler profession had survived into the modern era. The common depiction was less accurate. The dress code wasn't as strict, depending on the household, but Alexander had always enjoyed the classic style, and with the advent of the Internet, finding someone that matched his tastes was fairly easy. He'd been drunk one night, not a common occurrence, and Eugene had been around to make sure he didn't drink too much or do anything stupid, and when really drunk he was prone to really stupid ideas. He'd made a pass at Eugene, had practically thrown himself at him. Eugene, surprisingly, acquiesced. And in the morning it was Alexander who was apologizing, though Eugene said that he didn't mind, and it honestly felt like he was taking advantage of him. Mutual apologies exchanged, and a system in place so they both knew it was okay. They agreed that the night had been fun, and continued on as normal with the occasional night of fun. Eugene was live-in, though he preferred to have his own place on the property to himself. A quick glance out the window indicated he was still up, likely still relaxing. He called Eugene, who answered quickly. Do you need something, sir? Alexander appreciated his professionalism, even during his downtime. I was wondering if you were in the mood for a little recreation. Alexander replied, adjusting his tie. Please say yes, I've gotten myself worked up thinking about this. Of course, sir. Alexander could hear the smile through the phone. Shall this be a standard service or special? Standard, Alexander replied. He'd tried the special service before and hadn't had as much fun. I will arrive shortly, in uniform, Oh, Eugene was going all in on this. I'll be waiting, Alexander said. He hung up and sat down on his couch, and when he heard the back door open, his heart throbbed and his cock began to rise. Eugene hadn't even started yet, and he was getting excited. Are you ready to begin, sir? Eugene asked. Oh, God's yes, Alexander replied. His butler moved into view. It was a stereotype that prey species preferred to work for predators. The Martin reveled in this dynamic, only ever worked for predators. 
He'd once told Alexander that seeing those predatory eyes excited him, brought an adrenaline rush unlike anything he'd experienced before. For them, it was something a little more special, even if it was entirely casual sex they engaged in. Eugene took hold of Alexander's tie and said, Follow me. Alexander followed readily, admiring the lean yet fit body of his butler, up the stairs and into his bedroom. Eugene gently scratched under his chin and cooed. There's a good kitten. Now strip for me, I want you naked. Yes, sir, Alexander added, grinning. He didn't merely take his clothes off, he made it a production, slow and sensual while Eugene watched him, smirking. When he stood naked, his cock fully erect, he gave his full attention to his bedroom partner. Now undress me, and take it slowly, excite me. Yes, sir, Alexander replied. What fun was there in the big muscular tiger commanding the smaller leaner Martin? During normal work hours, that was their dynamic, certainly, but there was something special in obeying the commands of a servant. Alexander carefully, slowly unbuttoned his butler's suit jacket, carefully removing it and folding it. Then came the tie, the undershirt. He licked, gently nipped at his exposed arms and torso, removing a pair of white gloves that he had specifically requested and gently kissing his hands. He ran his claws through Eugene's fur, carefully so as to not injure him, lingering in his waist to gently nuzzle his crotch, erect, already ready, and waiting to commence with the fun, and down lower to his shoes. I want you to try something tonight. Eugene's voice was firm and demanding, but they both knew commands weren't non-negotiable. If there was something Alexander wasn't willing to do, it was agreed he didn't have to. But where's the fun in that, Alexander thought as he gave Eugene his rapt attention. This is rather new to me, but I'd like you to massage my feet. Sniff them, lick them, however you're willing to do it. Eugene smiled. I want you to pamper me, he added. That smile, arrogant and commanding, just like Alexander liked. It wasn't simply enough that he be commanded, he wanted to be dominated, and Eugene was more than willing to do so. Alexander gently slid his dress shoes off and slowly slid the socks off. This was new to him, so he was willing to give it his all. He buried his nose into Eugene's footpad and breathed in deeply. Eugene wasn't cruel enough to make him inhale a horrible stench. There was a subtle hint of corn chips, but otherwise he kept his feet clean. He rasped his tongue across the pad, making Eugene shiver. There was sweat, salty, with a tinge of musk. If anyone from his firm walked in right now, impossible as that was, he would be humiliated. That excited him. What didn't excite him as much was feet, he noted with a tinge of disappointment. But what he was doing certainly aroused Eugene, so he continued, giving equal attention to both feet massaging them, giving them as much attention as Eugene desired. Enough, Eugene breathed. You may claim your prize. He stood, and Alexander rose to his waist, unbuttoning his pants, and slowly taking him and his underpants down, likewise folding them up. He returned to Eugene's crotch and gently rasped his tongue along it, pushing him down onto the bed. 
Alexander teased the shaft with his rough tongue, making Eugene moan and grunt. He began sucking, hard, taking it deep into his throat with practiced ease, swallowing as Eugene came. He felt Eugene's hands on his head, pushing him to take more, he eagerly followed until Eugene was spent, for the moment. He licked up what leaked out, cleaning the fur around the butler's crotch. Is there anything else, sir? He asked. Yeah, present yourself. Alexander crawled onto his bed and presented his ass, swaying it side to side, teasingly, tail raised, and waiting. He felt Eugene's fingers rubbing lubricant around and into his asshole, and then he felt the tip against his finger before it slid in. He thought about what it might be like to ram James in the ass while himself being rammed, but it felt a little too greedy. Still, he preferred to be the one being fucked, and Eugene had the right kind of stamina to keep going. A collar landed on the bed beside him. Put your collar on, kitten. We're taking this further than we've been before. Alexander had never worn a collar before, and when he put it on, it felt just the right kind of snug. He heard something click and felt it being pulled. A leash? Oh, God's a leash. He let out a contented purr as Eugene held it just tight enough. All right, on your back. This was new. Alexander lay on his back and was surprised to see Eugene wearing a collar as well, but not surprised enough to not notice something underneath his back. Eugene clipped the other end of the leash to the collar and resumed fucking him. Each movement tugged the collar. Each tug made Alexander want more. You want to have more? Eugene asked. Yes, sir, please. Eugene reached behind him and pulled the straps of a leather harness around his chest, which clicked with each strap. It was tight, but not uncomfortably so. He enjoyed this change, especially as Eugene grabbed the double-sided leash and pulled on it, bringing their faces together for a hot, passionate kiss, tongue slipping between his lips, his own pushing its way past, the Martin biting down just ever so slightly. Alexander felt himself climax, and slowly Eugene wound down taking him to the shower, where they cleaned each other off. How are you feeling, sir? Eugene asked, swapping to a more professional mode. Thoroughly dominated, a bit humiliated, but absolutely satisfied, Alexander replied with a grin. They dried each other off and cuddled in bed, this time with Alexander as the strong one, holding the more submissive one. Aftercare was important, Eugene had stressed the first time they consciously fucked, and Alexander hadn't understood until their first intense night had happened. He purred and gently licked Eugene's still mildly damp head. It was important for the tiger to not feel used and abused. Fun as it was in the moment, a lack of affirmation did leave him feeling depressed. And for the Martin, it was also important to remind him that this was simply fun between two consenting adults and not a part of the job. He didn't like feeling like a whore, after all. This was understood. Thank you, Eugene. I had fun.
course, Eugene replied, dropping the professionalism for a moment to indicate complete sincerity. And thank you for indulging me tonight. The foot stuff isn't a turn-on, Alexander replied. But I'll do it if it's something you enjoy as a treat. That leash and harness, though, he gave an amorous growl. I do have more leather gear. We can skip the foreplay next time so I can show you how to properly put it on, test some things out. Next time, Alexander promised. Eugene smiled, and with a formal bow, playing into Alexander's enjoyment of the classical butler look, he left. Alexander laid in his freshly remade bed, he assisted with the cleanup as part of aftercare, and fondly reminisced the night's events. Now he felt a different kind of exhaustion, and fell asleep. This was A Strong Dominant Hand, by Dracolf Grimm, a.k.a. Diretooth. Read for you by Rob McWolf, your fellow traveler. You can find more stories on the web at thevoice.dog or find the show wherever you get your podcasts. Thank you for listening to The Voice of Dog.